When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I was a-bouncing and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 35 and a half of the Always Race Day podcast. We'll get to that uh, number in a bit. Uh, presented by the Carl Auto Group. Um, if you're looking for a car, if you're looking uh, for something to get you uh, from your home to work or your home to the racetrack, I really don't know why you would go anywhere else. Uh, call Carl Auto Group. Uh, they'll get you set up quick, easy, simple, um, and hopefully you'll come home uh, cleaner than me and Damon did at two in the morning uh, when we first tried to uh, record this podcast. Well, we did. Well, we recorded it. There was no trying about it. We were- oh, Damon's super pissed, I can tell. I haven't talked to Damon in person since this happened. So, uh I'm beating myself up a lot over this. Uh, I think uh, sleep sleep deprived me uh, last night at three in the morning when we got done. I accidentally saved the wrong file uh, to uh, Megaphone uh, and cannot get back the undercovered file uh, from the episode we recorded last night. So if you tried to listen to our episode that was posted, that said it was about Jacob Allen uh, in his uh, second World Valles victory. It's not there. <laughs> you just listened to the other one uh, a second time in a row. So hopefully you realize that before you get too far into it. Uh, that's. But my apologies. I'm beating myself up. Uh, get a bit of anxiety and stuff. And sometimes it kind of feels like, you know, no, no matter how many good things uh, that I can do, um, in both work and just like regular shit uh there's those little things that like irk me and i I hate it i want everything to be perfect and weird like that i guess so well i hate to break the news to you but nothing ever is perfect in the world of media i got that no i I, i've i've learned that one already so you can't get you can't prevent me from still being pissed about it but you can't beat yourself up. Nah, it's all good. Um, so we'll, it's going to be a weird dynamic because we quite literally just. Connor uh, was in tears last night. talking. Yeah. About <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was, I was so, uh, I was crying sad tears. I was crying happy tears. Um, cause it's Bristol dirt week now officially best race of the year. Probably the best motorsports event globally held two years in a row at this point. So, all right, let's uh, we'll get we'll get into the 
entire weekend. I'm excited. I got I got some new Casey Kane stickers. I got a new Casey Kane koozie. Damon got me some uh, a Donnie Shots sticker that's uh, it says go for a breast. It's cut. It's under something else right now. I don't know what the whole saying says on it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll be all right. And Jacob Allen got his second uh, World of Outlaws win on uh, Saturday night at Lake Ozark. Uh, we were there covering it. Um, so I want to start with that. Obviously, we got IndyCar a little bit to talk about. We got NASCAR uh, and all that stuff. But Jacob Allen, I mean, congrats to that kid. I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him. I was elated to see him win. Very rubber down racetrack, but it was him against Brady Bacon. He came out on top, and that, that was the race essentially very rubber down doesn't begin to describe it i mean there was more rubber down on that track than there was at martinsville over the weekend so <laughs> uh, if that gives you any indication about that track no it was a uh, good weekend obviously um a lot of dust flew but um no, I mean, it was, it was good, a good race overall, especially considering, you know, being washed out on, on Friday night. Absolutely. I was looking for, I'll look for it later. There's probably a weird sound dynamic there for you guys. Um, shoot, man. It, this is, this was the difficult part from last night. Uh, two two observations i guess is one that it's the jason johnson classic right um it's a race that i don't see many memorial races like that where i was watching the driver when he grew up and i do the first knoxville nationals i covered uh was his knoxville nationals win um so that race is always really cool to me i've always wanted to go to it i was excited to be there uh on saturday the only person that could take me away from the first question I'm asking you, uh, like you just won the Jason Johnson classic, like how's it feel to win this one? How special is it? Is Jacob Allen. Cause it's the second world of outlaws win. I, th I thought that was super cool. Um, and just showed like how special, uh, it was for him. And then the other thing was we're on a podcast. We are in the media and it's somewhat unfair to ask it right now. Uh, but do we think that Jacob Allen gets another win before the end of the season? And we both on Saturday said, yes. Yeah, it's, it stands still. I think, um, it still is, is a yes. he, he's starting to make less mistakes when given the opportunity, still making mistakes as we saw last night. Um, you know, he, he made a mistake, but the track was a one lane racetrack. So he didn't drop four spots. He only dropped one and regained it later on. Um, if that track was a two lane track, he would have lost probably three or four spots and probably wouldn't have won that race by giving up the bottom the way he did in, in uh, three and four right in front of us. So, um, he's making less mistakes, making, making a lot less mistakes. And that's going to give him the opportunity to, to be able to contend for more wins. I think he's qualifying so well that, I mean, he's setting himself up to have a good night and, you know, you get one of those races where people are shutting right rears you're going to win anyways, if you're just in the right spot at the right time. So 
Uh, yeah, but he was about ten laps from doing this, from doing that too. He was, yeah, he absolutely was. Um, I think there's a reason he didn't, right? But also, uh, that's there's a reason they shortened it to thirty laps. Good move. Yeah, I mean that was. We're, talk, we're talking about a lot of different storylines if they didn't shorten that race. No, so no, uh, David Gravel pulled in. Yeah, David Gravel pulled into the uh, infield uh, flat tire. They had to change it before he came off the podium. Uh, Jacobs was completely flat. It was still they were going it to. Had no, it had no tread on it. it was, uh, yeah, I shouldn't use flat. I mean, the grooves. The grooves were rubbed. Yeah, the grooves were gone. There was. It was a. It was a bald tire. Um, Thank you. That's. Uh, I don't know why I couldn't think of the word. They. They uh, showed somebody else's from the extreme outlaws and it had chunks taken out of the tire. That was Robert blue. Yeah. Um, and I do want to read his tweet because you know, you got a, you have Brent marks sharpieing or putting tape over the Hoosier logo. David gravel, David gravel did as well. Um, so you got drivers doing that. Um, because of the price increase on Hoosier tires, it, it, the word around the garages are, or what do I call them? Haulers? Ha yeah. Haulers. So the word around there is that they're costing $300 a tire. Just all of them, which is crazy to me. Cause I would have thought, what's that? Or more. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, no, that does make sense. <laughs> okay. I need to think for a second. I'm, I'm so mentally, I'll, I'll get to that part in a sec, but, uh, Robert Ballou, who went, he went 17th to first in the extreme outlaw race. It was sweet. Uh, pretty cool to see pretty nice drive for him. Uh, so he says, sometimes when you start in the back with the squirrel, sometimes you get the nuts. He said, you nuts. Oh, sometimes you get you nuts busted. I think he means you're nuts busted. Mm -hmm. um, and how about these quality at Hoosier tires that I believe just had yet another price increase. And there's a massive chunk. Just it's retweeted on our Twitter uh, and I'll retweet it again to move it a little higher, I guess. Uh, but it's bald, like a regular bald tire in the middle. And then there's like treading on each side. And it's not like it looked like a shark, like shaved down part of the tire. Mm -hmm. it looked like, like it looked like he got bit up by Jacob Allen. It looked like someone literally took a chunk out of it with a knife. Yeah, it, I, dude, I I feel for these drivers and stuff, especially with uh, how gas prices are. And this is I'm not being political. If you think the gas price arguments. 100% political or even 25%. I don't know enough about it. I'm just saying the gas prices are high. So that sucks for them. Okay. So that's an added expense that you're going to have a different budget than you had two seasons ago uh, when you're racing all around the country for $1.20 a gallon. So now who's your tire has an increase on all their tires that they're sending out after they went through a Hoosier tire shortage last summer. I don't know who else is going to produce nice dirt tires that 
the world of outlaws that non-wing sprint car midget anything like that uh can run on a daily basis and get enough to supply to a driver for a whole year multiple teams you know but i would imagine that um it'd be a good business venture for someone to try and come in and compete with them and happen i'm not yeah i'm not trying to do rumors or anything like that but i wouldn't be surprised to see a tire war uh, in the coming years it won't happen because of the tire war i think they saw the effect the tire war had at nascar level back in the 80s i don't think it'll happen i don't think it'll they'll let it happen and that's why you know goodyear is the sole sponsor of tires in nascar that's why hoosier is the sole sponsor of tires in the world of outlaws there's there's reasons for that and it's because they don't want to have those tire wars as they did in the past i, I get it to an extent but i also think that if there's any place it was going to happen it would be in the world of outlaws it ain't gonna happen not i'm not calling them unprofessional i'm not trying to say that uh i think they're you have a better chance of seeing it outside of the world of outlaws your locals maybe you got you got to look at it you got to look at it like if you if you piss off enough people you're going to run yourself out of town the thing is is they don't have a, a say right now because they're a sole sponsor on the world of outlaws that's true maybe i'll, uh, only I'll reach out to them i'll, I'll figure out that from Hoosier. yeah yeah absolutely i'll have to figure out what uh those deals are kind of running because yeah not a lot of i i, I, I just like I don't think said last night is racers are gonna race and so they're gonna uh -huh. buy the tire no matter what because that's yeah. the only option yeah you're right there um so yeah that is uh that wraps up at least a little bit um from lake ozark speedway i still just want to be surprised i don't know i'll have to reach out and see what the what the deal terms are uh and stuff like that surrounding it so uh another reason i'm pretty well exhausted this morning is i got like three and a half hours of sleep I uh, woke up at Damon's at 7.30 um, to drive four hours up here uh, to book it to Monster Jam. Uh, so my 24-year uh, going to Monster Trucks and Des Moines streak is still alive with my dad. Was it at least a good show? It was all right. Um, I was surprised. It was like it was eight pretty solid trucks. Usually you get a clunker or two, and there there's one, I guess. Um, and there was another where you could tell the truck wasn't – like the driver was too good for the truck. So the truck just didn't have the horse to move it very, very well. But no, I thought it was pretty good. The only, I, I wish Monster Jam would have their hosts be trained to be a little more personable and less robotic. There's like, okay, so racing, the, the racing bracket, like out of the eight races or seven races they ran, like five of them were photo finishes. And each time the uh, whoever the female uh, host was with the microphone, she just scream into it. Whoa, that was a close race. Let's go to the replay. It, it, oh, it was uh, Damon. It was it was pre-recorded. No, it wasn't though, because it was different sets of words. But she said it in the same like tone every time, and I was like, "Thank God I don't have a catchphrase," because that's what I would sound like. Yeah. 
There's always a yet. I, I'm going to have one. <laughs> Casey Kane Friday is going to be one. There's always a yet. <laughs> man. Um, yeah. So I wish they would, I wish they would do a little bit different things there and, and promote, um, things a little differently to where the results each driver has on a daily basis matter. Oh. How that, uh, would happen. Uh, you'd have to put me in charge of monster jam, which I'll do. I, I will, I will be your competition director. Open invite to, to them. Uh, we need to make that clear. They can, they can call me whenever they want. You just call them. I probably could, honestly. You just call them. Tell them that it's your job. You're taking it. Yeah, I won't take no for an answer. Exactly. Don't hang up the phone and tell you I have an offer for me. And I work for pennies, so don't worry about it. See, there you go. That's how you get in. Right. Absolutely. Um, let's talk, let's talk some NASCAR Martinsville. Um, so if we're doing the, like we go back to last night, man, we just watched the worst NASCAR race I've ever seen. It was basically formula one on a, a short track. Bad. I think that covers it. I think that's the end of our NASCAR segment. Yeah. That was, that was all that needed to be said outside the fact that I did pick William Byron to win. <laughs> I make that known. I made that very clear last night, but I'm going to make it known again. Why do you think I pretended to n not save the podcast properly? I know there's reasons. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, you there was a lot of things. There was a lot of things wrong with that race. Um, reading on some different, different things. There was a lot of reasons why things were bad at Martinsville. Obviously not one is the right answer or the wrong answer. Um, but there was a lot of reasons behind why the racing was bad. Yeah, there definitely was. There was not one single green flag on track pass for the lead. Nope. Which That's... was the last time you could say that at Martinsville. I don't know. I, mean, I we need to, I need to do some research on that. And even in the, even in the very bad spring races they've had previously, you've still had lead changes, um, under green. I was listening to a bit to, uh, the teardown with Jeff Clark and Jordan Bianchi. Uh, and I don't, I don't know what to, we talked about last night. Would, would adding more horsepower help? Maybe, but I don't know. I mean, is it the shifting? Is it adding more horsepower helps? I think shifting had a part to do with it. I think the cold temperatures had a part to do with it. I think if we had a tire war in the Cup Series, we could figure out Martinsville. Well, I don't. I don't <laughs> think anybody's tires were going to lay rubber down last night. There, there's reasons that. I mean, there's a reason that they canceled the races on Friday night at at Osborne was because of the fact that there was going to be cold temperatures. There's reasons that drag racing cancels the races when it gets really cold at the NHRA level, because there's no grip holding into the track. And that's exactly what happened at Martinsville. Last do, you think, do you think a hotter temperature would help that? Mm -hmm. Okay. You're going to have more tire fall off. You're going to have a greasier track. Cars are going to slide all over a little bit more. It's not going to be near as stuck. And, you know, your your tires are cold a lot longer in colder temper, temperatures naturally. Right. So I could see them moving that race back next year um, just because you got to look at what the weather patterns are now. 
people like to do the like oh that was the coldest it's it's ever been at, at that time of year that's it's an anomaly it's an outlier and i like to just say like hey look at the last five years Right. Think about that and then and then adjust it towards that because how cold it was in 1812 does not give a damn hoot to how cold it is in 2022. Thing is, so. it was unseasonably cold across the entire country this weekend. So Right, and there was a war going on in 1812. Yes. I guess technically there is one now. Also true. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, like, I don't like, yeah. Oh man, this is bad. I I was trying to give I was trying to give us some good good news here. I'm I'm looking at the forecast for uh, Bristol dirt. Yeah. So uh, we got showers in the morning on Thursday of the uh, Prelude to the Dream in Bristol. At least I don't know if that's that's a sixty percent chance. Then we got a forty percent chance uh, during the wee hours of the morning on Sunday and 9 p.m. Okay. Sunny the rest of the day. So hopefully that will be in the track. Maybe that storm can, can move out a bit. Still early. We're still a week away. I mean, that's, that's a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Change. You're absolutely right. Um, so yeah, I'm dude, I'm just excited I got back for Monster Jam. Um I know I'm going back to that. Something on my phone popped up that reminded me of it, but it's cool. I get to like go be a kid and and watch a race again and I, the reasons that I would say like monster jam isn't as cool as other stuff um are the same reasons like other people just don't like it because of how like quirky and pointed towards kids it is and you know results never matter mm -hmm. the program i got the year the yearbook thing uh it doesn't have the last two world finals champions in it it has it has them from 2019 back and i believe they still do a freestyle and racing competition i'm pretty damn sure they did uh because i feel i fill out a bracket for it every year wait till that week comes we're gonna have like seven monster jam stories that week. I promise you. I like, I like blog the world finals. It's one of my favorite, like this event's not ever on TV, uh, but I pay attention to what's going on the best I can. It's fun to do. It's a, it's a little bit of a challenge, but, um, let's, uh, let's talk some IndyCar unless you want to, what do we got? William Byron won his second race. Yeah, I mean, it's this is so. I, I apologize again to you guys because this is so weird. Um, because we we talked about this like we physically did for an hour, and we I think we hit about every corner we could. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, William Byron looked good, um, Henrik in general looked good. Um, they led a lot of laps, I think at one point they led all but six laps. Yep. Throughout the race. 98.5%. So Hendrick best. Yeah. So I don't think it's a team best. I believe, I believe someone out there has led every lap of a race, especially early on. I, I would, I would wager it belongs to Richard Petty motorsports. Probably Petty enterprises. Get it right. Is that, yeah, I guess. Yeah. That was, it was Petty Enterprises back in the day. Yeah. But now it's what GMS Petty? Petty GMS. But okay, I'm, uh, I, I owe you like five bucks and all our swear jars. 
It's okay. I, I am what they call a historian. Uh, yeah, dude. I am when I'm on. It, today I'm off. Dial it up. Let's let's figure it out. All right. I I gotta I gotta rant about IndyCar here. Okay. I freaking love Long Beach. It's my it's on my bucket list to get to now. Festival style race. It's one of the it's becoming a more known festival style race, I should say. Um I don't think a lot of people held it in that high of a regard as it as the hype it got this year, if that makes sense to you. Um, coming back for the first time in April since 2019, um, 180,000 people there this weekend was the estimated total. Um, and when I tell you that they just lay down a blueprint and like, uh, you know, design this track for dummies 101 book, that's how to design a street course at long beach. It's amazing that mm-hmm. uh, you, you don't get street course vibes from it. And that's, that's what I grew up watching. Like that was the race that like, I know the stri- streets of St. Pete that kind of look like it's on an airport base and the streets of long beach with the fountain. Right. And that was what street racing was to me when I was a kid. So when Damon comes and tells me like, I don't want, I don't want NASCAR to do a street race. Screw that. That would suck. I, my mind goes to, you don't want to see long beach. You don't want to see the streets of St. Pete. Cause they look cool. They look cool. They look cool for IndyCar, right? It's a whole different car. I, yeah, NASCARs can I'm bump. Okay. I'm okay if IndyCar does street courses. The car's completely different. But NASCARs can bump. Yeah. So it's got to make it easier to pass, unless we get another Martinsville. Is the, the Martinsville race really like ruined the rest of my expectations for the year? Aside from like what are the chances Bristol dirt sucks? It probably won't. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't answer that, I guess, but, um, NASCAR with a street course is, is just asking for a giant disaster. So at some point somewhere down the road, but are you, are you saying, are you doing the, like Connor sports teams have to balance out? It just not, not necessarily balance out. It just needs to, if they're going to do it, they can't market it as beat bang, all this and that. Oh, I don't think, I don't think they would market it. I don't think they would market it like that because it it is a street course. That's that's true. It's going to happen. They're going to say that streets are smaller than a normal racetrack, which they are. And then how? No, it's gonna no. I would I would take it as like, hey, this is your favorite racing car series, and we're bringing it to the streets this year. We're we're bringing it straight to downtown Chicago. You can live in an apartment building, and if you're lucky enough, you're looking down at the racetrack. You know, go to your friend's house and watch the race. Here's the other thing that they're not keeping in mind is the turning radius in an Indy car is a lot bigger than the turning radius in a NASCAR. You're, you're, you're right. Um, one other thing on my marketing point, do you know how many people I met at Iowa state that are from Chicago? You know, like they all live there. So they, they must have an apartment downtown. Not necessarily. That's, that's the joke I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> he's just from a suburb of chicago it's about an hour and a half north uh he he says the locals call it milwaukee but it's it's a big cubs town mm-hmm. that baseball team there gets a lot of cubs fans yes yes something like that anyway 
I had to throw. I thought I thought I was I was leading into the joke. It's, you you interjected at the right time, but I thought you were just going to throw it back to me. Nope. Absolutely. Oh man. So uh, Joseph Newgarden won the IndyCar race today. It's his second win in a row. Uh, he won at Texas on the oval. Uh, in the last race and team Penske now has the first three wins mm-hmm. and they did a post race on NBC for about 35, 40 minutes, Damon. Yep. That, that was cool. That was really, and I had to, I had to rewind it and I wanted to watch the end of the race. And that was another thing I was beating myself up. I've been beating myself up today. Uh, all stemming from when I got home and figured out that that was the issue with the audio was I saved over it, but I'm done bringing it up. I'm, I'm done focusing on it. We're on to the next six hours of my life. The stars are beating the Blackhawks. Things are going okay for me again. We're fine. You're on to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. The Bill Belichick after Kansas City beat the living crap out of them. Oh, okay. We're on to Cincinnati. I got my t- tooth chipped in Cincinnati, so I got bad memories of that city. See, there you go. Not, I mean, kick, kick the fuck out of the team that chipped my tooth, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, now Joseph Newgarden, let me tell you, it's hard to pick a favorite guy in IndyCar to cheer for. Cause they all are like very nice people and they all love each other. But when Newgarden wins a race, there's not more of a genuine human being in victory lane. Uh, the new guard. And I, I would say Jacob Allen's up there, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. I asked Jacob last night, uh, how big is the party going to be? And he, he looked at me and he said, you know, I, I don't want to alter this feeling. I think I'm, I think I'm just going to chill. Uh, I'm paraphrasing by the way. Uh, I think I'm just going to chill. Uh, and I want, I want to spend this time, uh, with, with the people that got me here and, and just enjoy it. There's nothing like this feeling winning in the world of allies. And I thought that was sweet, mm-hmm. right? New garden comes on NBC and he's like, dude, dude, did you see that? That, that was awesome, man. And it's like, it reminds me when I was like eight years old going to monster jam and just whatever it was, was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it brings me a lot of joy when he wins. So he's definitely up there and he's a fantastic interview. I don't think he knows who I am. I asked him a question on, uh, the zoom last week on IndyCar, but, uh, just super fantastic guy. Uh, yeah. so it's always cool when he wins. Um, let's talk about the guys that wrecked out. Did you get a chance to watch it? I watched some of it, uh, was flipping. I, I was watching a lot of the masters, Actually, I, I watched some of the race, but I was more into watching the masters. Um, so like Col- Colton Herta, uh, he went and he was leading and then ended up third and then wrecked. I saw that. Yes. Um, yeah. So Herta Herta got spun. Marcus Erickson was up near the front again uh, and wrecked out of the race. Um, and these are took out his teammate. Yep. Uh, Simon Pagano, uh, spun and then drove into the flowers, which I thought was comically amazing. Cause I don't, I think he thought that he could get through it. Well, he spun, he, he went through the flowers first and then spun and then went back through the flowers is how he actually got through. Right. Um, they had, you know, the leapfrogs of pit stops on in pit road. I'm going to go back and probably watch the whole race again tomorrow. 
just to enjoy that like the pit stop drama is the strategy drama is a perfect race man um i want to say my top five like power rankings of guys like herda new garden and alex pillow pillow has finished on the podium in 10 of his 19 starts with chip ganassi racing yeah that's he's, he's solid that's some like prime donny shots numbers buddy he he should it's brad it's brad sweet in his first championship year in the summer obviously he's driving with a team that's had a lot of success so he should he has i love the baby blue scheme that is the perfect shade of blue and if you take any of the electricity out of it you got that ugly butt color that is on the north carolina tar heels jerseys and it looks terrible but it's the perfect shade it's just a little bit of electricity to it, a little bit of lighter neon okay <laughs> my color analysis for that i was just trying to get damon to laugh I'm trying to lighten things up here that's good i'm i'm just chilling man i didn't get to see much of it so i'm going off of what you say that's fair i well you got to understand for like an hour before i got on the podcast i was like he's gonna be super pissed at me for so i honestly i'm literally just chilling because i saw maybe 30 laps of the whole thing right um but yeah no i think I, i've solidified my group after today of new garden heard up below my fourth is erickson because he's so consistent but he doesn't get to the finish line and that's you know what are you going to do about it right well a lot of it's out of his own doing outside of today was his own doing i mean that was pretty pretty apparent but. right um and then you got fifth place spot would be you know a scott dixon um rossi got i got i guess got eighth right what's wrong with rossi it, it's the car i i i mean it's it's the car because i've i've said this on here multiple times before andretti has always had one really good car and a lot of mediocre cars at, beside it so right now their golden child is is Grosjean. It was Ryan Hunter Ray for the longest time, and that's it's hurt. No, their golden child is Herta. Sure seems so. Kind of, I would say yes and no on that because Herta is still kind of that under his under his dad's banner a little bit. You and now hold on here because and you can you can call me a damn idiot and you can say like you're you're lying to yourself, Connor. You're you're bias against formula one is coming out here i don't know how good the odds are that andretti gets approved for formula one if colton herda doesn't at least contend for the indycar championship i mean by contend i mean going to the last race with a chance to win it even if it's only a mathematical chance where like someone would have to wreck and he would win if he won the race but you get what i mean yeah i I guess I don't see why they wouldn't with all of Michael's successes that he's had in his career. And you don't see why formula one wouldn't let him in. Yeah. I don't see why formula one goes out of their way to keep Americans out of the sport. You can call me crazy for that. If you'd like, 
there's photographic they have three races i know i get it and they're they're trying they're, they're not going to keep andretti out they're yeah. opening the door to okay they came out and said we have 10 teams right now and that's what we want to have right now i get that when a full grid in formula one was known as 24 for the longest time and you still have teams in formula one three races in the season that are like oh we can't figure out why the engine keeps blowing up they're a top team Red Bull is, mm-hmm. but Formula One did make they make efforts to keep American drivers and IndyCar drivers out of their top series, and it's annoying as hell because uh, those guys drive way more diverse courses. They drive cars that go faster at different courses, and an IndyCar champion is considered like a license two in Formula One. Like you still have to like do other stuff to get your F one license and. It's, it's like you're playing a video game and the next level you has to be you have to achieve something else to get to the next level it's like dude come on just let me race well that's what happens when you have a group of people that thinks they're the best in the world i think i also like five minutes ago said photographic episode i'm or photographic evidence i meant statistical evidence um but yeah just I don't know. Man. We'll we'll I hope they. I hope they get in. Honestly, at this point, if that's what Michael Andretti wants to do, and that's what Colton Herta wants to do, at the end of the day, I hope they get in. I hope he wins a championship before he goes. Um, if that's what's going to happen, if you're asking me what I want to happen, I'd like Colton Herta to stay in IndyCar. He's a fantastic driver. Love the kid. Um, super talented. So I'd, I'd love to keep that in IndyCar and keep that in the deepest series that we cover. So. Aside from the series that you, the listener right now, are thinking like, I this one series I love is deeper than IndyCar, you can have that one. Okay. There, Damon. I got everybody there. <laughs> I don't about it. <laughs> Trust me. I, you can't make everybody happy. I did want to read this tweet um, because I do have, when I was talking about how hard it is to uh, pick a favorite IndyCar driver, um, this is a Indy Lights driver for Andretti Autosport named Hunter Mac- Hunter McElroy. Mm-hmm. Um, it says the IndyCar Long Beach Grand Prix was crazy entertaining, even more so compared to the F1 race that literally put me to sleep. <laughs> How there isn't more fans, I don't know. If you're a racing fan, I promise you, you won't be disappointed with IndyCar, uh, with the Elmo shrugging his shoulders, Michael Jordan style GIF. Uh, and that was his tweet after the race, and I quoted them and said this guy's my favorite this is my new favorite sorry you know respect my decision this is it um my next goal is to get him on the podcast i'm gonna message uh andretti and we're gonna get him on and just i'm gonna give him like 60 seconds to say anything bad about f1 and then we'll censor it if it's bad okay i don't want to get someone else in trouble i'll get myself in trouble all day long that's completely fine happen no one will no one will sound off when this is uh this is some good inside baseball too uh from saturday i think we're just bouncing off different topics now uh until we wrap this up in 10 minutes here um but saturday i'm standing next to jacob's holler for a bit and i just yell at him like hey man can i get a video with you real quick this is right after uh he sets the quick time he's gonna start on the pull of his heat Want to do a video there uh, in between races for you guys uh, and just ask him like, hey, you know, 
another quick time, second quick time of the year. You've had a ton of dash appearances. What are you going to do to finish the job tonight? And how difficult is it to finish the job with the World of Allies? And we got all the answers to the same questions after the race. Uh, and it was funny because I walked out to him in victory lane. He's in, I guess I skipped the story. But <laughs> so I'm standing there for a bit and I talked to him and he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I got to get this and this figured out. Hold on one sec. And I wasn't, I didn't like get tired of standing there. I could just, you know, I get nervous before I play hockey. Sometimes it depends on the game, depends on the situation uh, and stuff like that. And I don't want people to talk to me sometimes. Sometimes I'll talk to everybody. Uh, but I was like, I don't, I think he looks pretty nervous. I don't want to fuck with him on that. So I was like, Hey, you know, it's good. I just walked away. Um, and he's like, man, I'm so sorry. I didn't, didn't come and talk to you. And we had, uh, 10, 15 minute conversation after, uh, after victory lane, uh, just about that stuff. And, you know, it's like, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing that a lot of people, well, he was like over apologizing. I felt bad. I was like, I would feel worse if if you took five minutes. Yeah, you go, go Damon. So what I was saying is some people get upset when their favorite athlete driver doesn't come and talk to them before an event doesn't, do an autograph before an event look folks they're doing their livelihood it's like if someone walked up to you while you're at your office trying to do you know a project that's due in 10 minutes you know you're you're not going to want to be bothered by by some random person walking up to you obviously they understand what you're there for uh they know that you're there and they're going to do their best. Dale Jr. stayed through the entire night at Martinsville signing autographs and taking pictures with people. They, they will get to you at some point. That's probably one of my biggest pet peeves with people at sporting events is they get really upset when their athlete driver, you name it, doesn't get the opportunity to talk to them. Obviously we're in a different setting, but still the fact of the matter of people don't, you know, they, they just get upset when, when there's things like that, that happen. I, I know, I know what you mean. And that I was a huge autograph guy as a kid. Like I, I mean, it was just so cool. It's so cool to walk up to a guy and just like, Hey, can you take the time to sign this? And you know, you got like 30 seconds, you got 30 seconds to elevator pitch him on, Hey, this was like the moment I fell in love with your racing career. And then you're shooting the shit with them for 15. Mm-hmm. Um, how it happens depending on who it is right that's how it Uh, happens and yeah so like there's i never got why people like sold their autographs and stuff like that because i think for for like a week when i was a kid i was like man i got so many autographs these are gonna be worth so much money someday yeah and i i mean aside from that one week i was like I would never sell these. These are like so cool. There's there's certain ones that you, some of you, if you saw like the boxes of magazines and programs I have, like you would call me a hoarder and I can, if you get one out of the box randomly to me, I can tell you what I was doing that week and how cool that event was. Seriously. I mean, it's, it's like, that's why I keep them. I like, I'm like, okay, this was this year's monster jam where Charlie Pocken came to Wells Fargo arena, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's maybe we'll have to do that segment over the off season. Absolutely. I've got a bunch of stuff. That'd be a good one. That's I finally stumbled onto a good segment idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
We should have people. We should have people brainstorm segments for us to do. I think that's a terrible idea. Why? Because you're gonna find all the weird ones that are are the dumb ones. Out of the six we get, I bet four of them are gonna be dumb, and I, I will suggest we do all six of them. All exactly. We can weed them out. All right, you guys, send me your segment ideas. Send us send us stuff you want us to do. We're going to try to get Jacob Allen on the podcast Wednesday. Uh, I'll work on a guest for next week. I should get some post-race audio that I can put into here uh, from Knoxville on Saturday for the weekend opener or series opener. Goodness gracious, Connor. Season opener. Oh, man, we're five minutes from being done with today. All right. One last time, I'm sorry to you guys. Uh, you missed some good content on on the last one. But uh, thanks again to Jake Voss for coming on the Friday one. We did get that one saved. It's posted. Go listen to episode 34. It's fantastic. Uh, it's about as real as we could get. Um, and we just sat there reacting to like, guy, it was guys being dudes 101. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, send us segment ideas. Send me uh, any suggestions you got. I appreciate them. Levi Denny, I appreciate you. He knows what it's he knows what it's about. But uh yeah, other than that, man, you good to go? You forget anything? Uh no. Just uh, excited for a week. Looking forward to We got a prelude we got a prelude to the dream Thursday. We got Knoxville season opener and Bristol Dirt all on the same weekend. Yeah. We're ramping it up. It's racing season, baby. Let's go. Dialed up. Y'all uh, in, enjoy your week. Uh, thanks to thanks for listening to us. Uh, look forward to that. Uh, hopefully, Jacob Allen's the guest on Wednesday. If not, we'll get uh, somebody else on there, hopefully. So appreciate y'all. Have a good rest of your week, and uh, go watch some racing. All right? Visit alwaysraceday.com. We'll uh, recap everything we got. Thanks, guys.